So, are you ready to talk about conspiracy theories in scootering? <laughs> oh, yeah. We think that... <laughs> All right. That was legitness. Yeah, it was. Huh? What up, everyone? Welcome to the Undialed Podcast. Today, we have a fantastic guest named Jack Ward, and he is also known as Half Bars. So, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Good to be here. Of course. The first thing I want to ask, and I asked you this, but I wanted you to explain it to the audience. Where did the name Half Bars come from? Because there was like two of you at yeah, one yeah. point. So uh, a guy called my mate, uh, Luke Renshaw, uh, he, he was the first one. It was Half Bars with an S at the end. And yeah, we were just like, uh, I think it was like an all-nighter and we were just all pretty wasted. And he was just like, yeah, it was just a joke at first and then it stuck. And then, yeah. <laughs> Like we were just messing around doing half bars just in, like in the middle of the night and then yeah are, just, are you good at doing half bars yeah but i don't really do them <laughs> <laughs> like it is just it's just there as a name when you do a nothing front scoot and it accidentally does a half bar is that a land or not nah? uh yeah I yeah mean, still, you've still done enough in front it's not it's like doing something with like a heel drag or something it's like it's a bit sketchier true i feel like if you did a nothing front scoot and your bars did a 180 but you somehow like tied that into a foot jam as the next trick <laughs> you know so it's like no i i meant to do it you know because <laughs> you like set yourself up yeah. oh switch or you do a nothing front scoot and you land with no hands because you know how like we can ride your scooter with the bars backwards with no oh. hands <laughs> That's what needs to happen. That's the banger. That's the banger of the the century. Some fly out uh, riders will get that done. I reckon. <laughs> for real, but hell yeah! So you're in America right now. You came out for Outlet Three. So yeah. thank you very much. How are you liking America so far? It's sick. Yeah, yeah, it's proper good. Like uh, I came like uh, my first time was in Pennsylvania, like in August for Woodward. So yeah, like here to uh, from there to here, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a change. But yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like compared to Europe, I feel like America, each of the states is like Europe's countries. Yeah, it's like yeah. you go to one side of the country <laughs> and then you come over to the other side, and it's like I'm in, still technically in the same country, but it's Completely it's a whole different, different yeah. world. It's well, mad. What do you think about Woodward East? It was good. Yeah, I like the whole like vibes and everything there. Is so good. It's just like it's just insane. Like it's the, the size of it is just mental. Like it's like going to all like ride. Like I was there for two weeks and I still didn't ride every bit. Like it was mad. Like it was. It's crazy. What was your favorite part of Woodward East? Um, like big ramp wise, probably the like the smaller vert resi half, and just like the vert in the lot eight, and there. But then like I did just like all the jibby stuff there is so good like for nose manuals and stuff like that was the i did more nose manuals that week and shit like that it was just fun yeah it was sick yeah no woodward is definitely a magical place yeah did you hear what they what happened recently so basically there was like woodward has always been ever since the very beginning because woodward started in like a garage yeah. in the town of woodward um and the roots of it were always gymnastics, cheer, and action sports. I actually think gymnastics and cheer came before action sports. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know how they all got entangled together, but they recently just got rid of gymnastics uh, yeah. and cheer mad. to basically make the action sports program even bigger. Right. Okay. Which is I don't know, kind of kind of funny. What, what do you what do you feel about that? I mean, it's it. I mean, it's good for us, but <laughs> it's yeah. like it is a bit crazy. Like, like when I was there, 
uh, as I said, it was like there was more gymnastics and stuff. Like I was asking, and it was like there was like five, six times more gymnastics and cheer than all the other uh, like any skateboarding, BMX, any of those. Like it was, it's crazy. And the fact that they just got rid of it, it's just like what the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the reason they got rid of it is because the mother company that owns Woodward called Powder. They're like a ski and snowboard. Like they they own a mountain. Um, you know, they own a mountain in Colorado. Um, the and they're kind of based around action sports. And I I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of weird because I feel like there was a draw for, like, kids going there because it was like, oh, there's there's all these skate parks and girls, <laughs> you know? And then, like, for the girls, they're like, oh, we get to go do cheer and gymnastics and there's skater boys yeah. and scooter boys. Yeah. You know, it's like I felt like that was kind of just like an unsaid draw to the camp so i'm curious what that's going to do for the future of it I, I really have no idea yeah i do get what you mean they like when i was there like they're like the amount of, like you just hear like people shouting at like that was called purpling yeah purpling <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you'd have like people shouting like stop purpling it was no just, purpling <laughs> so it's like i don't know it like they're obviously like they're all so strict with it it's like yeah it's so like the fact that they just yeah it's crazy yeah so Woodward was sick, and then now you're now you came out to Outlet Three. You didn't even plan on coming to Arizona. This no. is just kind of a, a last minute plan. Well, what do you think about California? It was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Uh, yeah, it was good. Like, I don't really know what to say, but yeah, it was fun. Does it did it match expectations? Did Claremont match expectations? Kind of, kind of the like some obviously like with some of the ramps, it was a bit like. They weren't maintained properly, but like the like the actual park was good, and I'm I'm really annoyed I didn't get to ride the old like spine mini section. Mm-hmm. Like that look that looks so good compared to like the bit that is there now. Yeah, it really is uh, a bummer going to Claremont. I feel like these days because it's still like a good park. Yeah, if yeah, you were to come yeah. across that park and you just like found it, you'd be like, you know what, this place is all right. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. But knowing what it used to be, wow, it's such kind of a disappointment. <laughs> you look at it, you're like. You used to be a contender at, know, at one of the best skate parks in the whole world, and now you're just this average sad, skate park, yeah. just sad skate park. Yeah, it was weird. Like, it was good though. Like as you say, it's still a, it's still a decent park, but it it definitely has had had the potential to be way better. Yeah, I mean, you're no stranger to amazing skate parks. You are blessed to live in the UK, where I think probably the best indoor skate parks in the entire world are. Like, I can't think of, like, a, a geographical region where a, more clusters of great indoor skate parks are other than the yeah, UK. Yeah, like famous ones. Like yeah, yeah. Corby, yeah, for sure. So what what's it like growing up with those amazing ramps and then going everywhere else? Like, um, Well, for, like, it was only, like, 2016 I started going to, like, Corby more, like, uh, frequently because I just, like, get a train and stuff. Did you not live close to Corby in the no, past? No, no, no. Like, I've never lived close except for I, I moved here. I moved there, like, uh, end of last, like, last year. So it was, like, I've always been at least two two plus hours away at the minimum. Mm. So it was, like, yeah, being, like, so, yeah, I never really got to ride there. But, like, yeah, going from, uh, like, not riding it to being able to ride it all the time is just mental. But, like, as I say, like... Uh, Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. You're good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no stress. Um, yeah, it's mad. Like, the amount of good indoor skate parks is, 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 like, a blessing, pretty much. Like, 
the winter you have like you have no problem riding like I've never not been able to ride like I just like you get you just drive there or get a train or something and then you just sort it like whereas a lot of places if they have an indoor it's hours away from people like I know obviously I didn't live close but like it's like long ways for some people in, like in Europe and stuff and especially here is mad it's like the winter time comes around and there's just no more riding exactly, for like yeah. five months <laughs> exactly whereas like for us it's just like you're sorted anyway like I ride, ride indoors most of the time yeah so you fixed that two hour problem since two and a half hour problem since yeah you said yeah. you were living right next to corby now yeah like uh at the beginning of this year me and my mate dan lawney we moved into a place like literally like 30 second walk really? yeah it's it's crazy like it's so good what has that done for your riding just means i can ride more it's like i don't have to be stressed about like sessions if i'm not feeling it i can just go home and then come back later or something like that like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot it's just easier. It's just easier. I feel that. I feel like you are one of the dudes who made that resi box jump, one of the most famous boxes in the entire world. So much stuff on there. Like, tell me, everyone has done so much stuff on there. It's mad. Tell me, how good is that box? I mean, I personally really like it. I don't even like box jumps, but like, tell me, what makes that box so good? And like, one of the most important things for a good box is the run up. And mm. having that huge bank there is just perfect. Like, I've ridden quite a few boxes before that are like, they're good, but getting to them and getting speed for them is the hard bit. And it's like, that shouldn't be the case. Whereas that is just straight into a massive bank. You get as much speed as you want. Like you can hit the roof. Like if you go like, that's what I mean. Like you can get that much speed. Like it's fucked. Yeah. And then it's just good. Like it's not too steep on the landing. It's like perfect length. Like it's a really well-made ramp, like 414, the people who make uh, Adrenaline, like such good ramp builders. It's it's sick. Because they're like BMX riders. So I think, like a lot of skate parks are built by skateboarders mm-hmm. and I think the style of skate parks that are made by BMX riders lean more towards scooter riding like the like ramps and stuff yeah they care more about aerial stunts than yeah, I feel like skateboarders sure. do I feel like even the skateboarders that are good at building transition they kind of focus around grinding on like the coping yeah, and yeah. like the vertness of the bowl but I feel like the BMXers and even rollerbladers they yeah. they really they have they have like similar trajectories as sure, scooter, scooter sure. riders, so I feel like they make fantastic skateboards. Yeah. Aren't they based at Corby? I believe so. Yeah, like I they think, have a big yeah, workshop yeah, there. I yeah, think so. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, How, like they've built most of the uh, like recent indoors in the UK, like D side. Uh, I think Junction Four. I'm not sure. I know uh, they definitely built D side. Did they? They've built like load like most of the indoors like uh, the good ones are built like Greystone that was built by Four and Four it's sick. How's the new section or the new room at Adrenaline Alley? Which one? <laughs> I guess it'd be the warehouse. The warehouse, yeah, it's sick. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it's the maddest box because it's like you get it's it's not like the most perfect. Even like I said with the resi, like the run up's good. It's not perfect, but it's good. Like because you, you have a box before yeah. that you have to hit, yeah. But like it's like because it, it's like a racer box almost. Like you're shooting through, and it is good, and it just the box is just mad. Like you can go like stupid high and stuff, and because it shoots you up and it's not too long, it's just it's just better. Is it like the Resi box, but just bigger, or does nah. it is it like a different all different trajectory? Yeah, like it's it, like this. Yeah, like you can get way more height on that box than the Resi for sure. Mm. 
And then we got the new airbag as well. Yeah, what's that like? Crazy. <laughs> what was like the, the idea behind thing. that? Like, was it? I know it's popular to ride airbags and stuff, but what what made them do it? I think they just wanted to. Like, they're like, yeah. Like, I don't think there was a specific reason, but it's just like I think it's just like because they're so uh, uh, like focused on progression for all the sports. It's like I think that's it because they're like, uh, yeah, is is crazy. That's cool. Yeah, no, I, I feel like Clayton and I definitely have to get out yeah, there for and sure, man. For do sure. some more stuff at Adrenaline yeah. Alley because <laughs> it's always great times there. I feel like I've had so many conversations with Clayton just about, like, damn, the skate park is really better than all of Woodward. Like, <laughs> it's like, even though it's like a, a, a tenth of the size, it's yeah. like each and every ramp at that park is so well built. And it's just thought out. Like, it's so I, thought yeah. out. Like, there's no dead ends. If you if you have a lot of speed, you don't end up in some corner or a wall. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that happens all of the time at other skate yeah, parks. Yeah, for sure. Like they'll they'll um they'll make it and they'll just think about specific ramps. They won't think about linking them together. Mm-hmm. Whereas like pretty much everything at Corby and like Adrenaline Alley flows into each other. So it's it's sick. It's so good. Some a quality that I think makes a good skate park is how many different levels there are. Like how many different standing levels and just levels of the skate park. And yeah. I think that the more levels a skate park has, and even skate parks where you're not even sure what, like, the base level is. Because yeah. most of the time there's, like, a, a, I would say majority of ramps are on, like, one level. Yeah. But if you go to a skate park that has so many different levels that you're like, I don't even know what the base level yeah. is, I I feel like that's a quality that makes a, a great skate park. Yeah, for and sure. I feel like Adrenaline Alley really does a great job at that because you really, like, don't know where the base level is a lot of the time aside yeah, from the yeah. floor you know <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy like as you say like having all those different like levels just helps with progression as well because it's like you don't have to make a massive jump you're slowly doing it but you're doing it quicker because you're, mm-hmm. you're not scared or anything like because you've already got the like experience of doing the ones just below it like it's sick mm-hmm. damn that's sick yeah i feel like i wish there was just more skate parks in america that were of that same quality. I feel mm-hmm. like the UK has such a leg up on especially like park tricks or like acro- acrobatic tricks. Yeah. Simply because they have just like the 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 training facilities. Yeah, for sure. That's I so cool. I mean like I think it was like I don't think that was ever like the reason, but I think it was because obviously like our weather's not great. So it's like we kind of need the indoors, but then that's just lent into giving us all these facilities mm-hmm. that are just insane. Like it's so good. Because there's mad. not a lot of parks in the UK that are indoor that are, like, plazas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few, like, str- like, uh, like skateboard, like, definitely built by skateboards for skateboards, like, those mm-hmm. sort of ones. But they're not really, like, there's not many of them. Yeah. I feel like it's interesting how that's even manifested into, like, Extreme Barcelona this year. Yeah. You know? Because I was looking at Extreme Barcelona, and it was, like, what was it, the final eight? Is that... Or it was like the, what was finals? I can't remember. Eight. It was eight, yeah. yeah. And six of the people were from the UK. <laughs> you know? And then the other two were Americans. And I was like, damn, like, they're really killing it right yeah. now. These box jumps, you know? It's I like, didn't realize that. That's mad. Because it was... Six out of eight. That's six. Yeah, six out of eight. Big up the UK. <laughs> and I was like, this has to be because of the skate parks they have. You know? It's like they're the only place in, I feel like, in the world that has a skate park similar to the Extreme Barcelona course, mm-hmm. except always available. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. it's like, I mean, maybe Escondido Skate Park, the where, where Outlet 3 was, is comparable, but it's not like you have the resis and the foam pits. Yeah. And like, I got, 
like if I was riding Esco all the time, I, I, my, like, I'm, I rode there for one day doing that best trick, and I would not be able to ride there. Like I'm ruined. Like that's yeah, the floor. You got <laughs> fucked up the, there, bro. <laughs> the, the floor there, like absolutely, like my legs fucked, and it's just yeah, like yeah, it's just like having like everything's built well. Like as I said, four and four, they're so good at building ramps. It's like when when you're riding and you you don't have to worry about what you're riding on, you ride so much better. Mm-hmm. Like if you're worrying about holes or nails, yeah, 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 or the floor, or it's just like it just gives you that confidence to send stuff. Absolutely. It just eliminates this looming factor that would otherwise be in your head because I don't know. I feel like I even get that that way at Woodward sometimes, you know, and it's like, it's still pristine ramps and it's still the best of the best, but I feel like I still get that anxiety sometimes. Like, is there a nail? Like, (laughs) is, how old is this ramp? You know, is, is this wood underneath the ramp? Like (laughs) still all right. You know, I, I, I feel like it's kind of a bummer. Woodward has really transitioned from wooden skate parks. Like there was an era when there was no concrete skate parks at Woodward at all. It was only wood. And then slowly they've been transforming into concrete. But like, I feel like there's something special about like wood. I feel like I'm so much more inclined to send myself on wood. And I'm trying to like break down like psychologically, like why, you know, it's like softer. Like if you, if you fail a trick, it's like, it's less painful. hundred percent. Like but I'm, is that just a placebo effect? Nah. Like, think about, like, if you, like, under, and you and you hit, like, the wheels on the, like, the side of your deck on the concrete, like, that hurts. Like, I always get, like, grip shock, like, hand shock, mm-hmm. riding concrete. Whereas, like, wooden stuff, you don't really get that because you have the little bit of flex. Okay, so imagine this, then. Imagine that there was, like, a big tree, like a huge tree, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and they just cut, cut it down so it's, like, a stump. But this, but this diameter of the tree is, like, 10 feet you yeah. know what i'm saying like big motherfucker and imagine if they just cut a quarter pipe out of it so that way the entire quarter pipe was solid <laughs> you know so it'd be like concrete yeah. but it's wood do you think that would be as soft no it'd be i don't no but you think it would feel like concrete <laughs> Yeah, because i think because because it's like uh there's like underneath like the plywood and stuff you have these gaps so it yeah. has like flex Whereas like, and it's wood, so it flexes. Whereas concrete is just, done. yeah, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> like I seem like bales on concrete are always worse. Like whenever you see bad bale on concrete, it's always way worse. I feel like. Yeah, it's interesting in America. There's quite a few people that I've met that prefer to send stuff on concrete than wood. Yeah, like I think that's definitely like personal preference because there's definitely people in the UK as well that would rather ride concrete ramps. Very true. Very true. So I wanted to ask you on this podcast, like you've been going insanely hard with scootering, especially in the last, like, I don't say four or five years. You know what I mean? You've been going off. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the goals that you really want to accomplish moving forward in scootering? Like, do you want to be a world champion? Is that something that's on your radar of like, yes, this is within my power. I want to get it. it more recently, I guess so. Like I never really had the confidence in myself going into comps. Mm-hmm. So, but like this, like this year and last year, I've started to do a bit better. So it's like I think it's like my head's like I'm tr- like trying to figure out a way to start focusing on it because it's like I've always been so complacent with like competition training and stuff. Whereas like more recently, I've been doing better. So it's like I have a reason to go and train or whatever. Like, yeah, that I think that like that would be that's obviously I feel like that's like 
for everyone that's just like the, the top thing you can do in skewer and like that that would be insane mm -hmm. but like other than that just like traveling yeah like traveling like to ev like everywhere really is as a goal and just meeting loads of people is like, there somewhere specific that you want to travel or someone specific you want to meet through scootering well australia has always been the main place i've wanted to visit and mm -hmm. luckily like this year like at literally in like four days i'm going to brisbane which is insane like i'm so excited for nitro yeah, tell me about that. So how how did that even come to be? Like, obviously you're a great scooter rider, but yeah. like, how did how did all the, all that get orchestrated? Well, and I then... did Nitro in 2018. Okay. Uh, in Paris, and it was like when I rode for eight five. The contest or the show? The contest. Okay. And yeah, it was like through eight five eight. They'd like so shout out to them, I guess. But like they 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 got me and like Core as well. It's both of them. But they they got me on like because I think the owner or something knew, like, had a connection. And she just spoke to them and asked. And then it worked. And then I got invited to the one in 2020 as well, obviously COVID. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> it's Hell so yeah. sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so cool. Do you think, what do you think the contest is going to be like in Brisbane? Insane. I think it'll be crazy. Like, it hasn't happened for a couple of years. And it's just, I think it's going to be mad. Like, like, there's loads of people at, like, our Willy Land at the moment training and some of the stuff i've been seeing is just like if if that gets landed it's like game changing what's what's like the first trick that comes to mind that you've been seeing that zeke chapel he did like fucking like a cork seven bry whip catch bry whip or some shit like it was stupid <laughs> like it, it didn't look real like it was mad like <laughs> it was it was fucked <laughs> so i know you can't expose all of your tricks but what's one trick that you like want to do on that ramp maybe not for the competition but just for you Jack, one second. Do you mind just talking directly into the mic? Because you're kind of talking. Oh, to sorry. Yeah. Um, like, when I rode it last time, I got one foot on a quad inward. A quad inward. Yeah. Has and anyone I, done that? Did Hunter ever land that? I don't even know. I don't. Nah, he so, didn't. Nah. Clayton's saying no. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So, th that's, like, that'd be, that'd be crazy to land. <laughs> what about triple nothing front scoot? <sighs> that'd be a big old fucking dash. Um, I feel like it might be a fine line with that. You know, it's like you have so much speed and so like, much G's. Even on the double, it's yeah. still spinning when I catch it. Like, it's not slowing down. So it, it may be. Like, when I was doing the double, if I missed it, sometimes that shit would spin three times. I wouldn't really, it, but it would spin three times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know, obviously, this year, but in the future, probably, I reckon it'll be doable. Are you going to R. Willie's house to train at all? Uh, I won't be there in time. Damn. I would get there like the day before. All right. Damn. Yeah, no, it's going to be a sick competition. I'm, I'm so hyped. It's going to be good. I feel like I'd have so much pressure on my shoulders if I was our Willy. Like, imagine <laughs> if you lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine if you get beat out on your own thing. Like, this is the thing. I don't think he will. Like, he's that good on it. Like, it's mad. Like, I've never seen someone, like, even just like normal ramps. I've never seen someone that confident on a normal ramp. Like, it's mad. Like, he just does, like, anything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that he's... I feel like at, at one point, Ryan was kind of an all-around rider of street, park, yeah. and he can still ride all that stuff yeah, fantastically. Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of just exclusively came the, like, mega ramp the dude. mega ramp man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Because he's, like, he's the only scooter rider on... Like, they've obviously had people visit, like, and do guest things on Nitro, but he is the scooter rider on Nitro. 
He's the the man of Nitro. Yeah. It's not even the scooter rider. <laughs> if you think of Nitro, you think of Ryan Williams. Yeah. I always think, something that, that always makes me kind of chuckle is like, damn, that would be so embarrassing to be like a BMXer and, and, and have me Ryan too. Williams come in who like kind of just got bullied into BMXing. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I've heard is that like he was just giving shit at shows like, oh, oh do that on a bike, you know? <laughs> and he was like, all right, fine, I will. And it's like, Imagine, just imagine it flipped. Imagine yeah, in exactly, scootering, exactly. If a, if there was a BMXer that was like, you know what, I'm just gonna try this scooter thing out, and he just rocks into a street jam and like wins best trick exactly. and like rocks into all, like worlds. But that's not happening. Like, There's no way. No way in like that is not possible. Like the street comps are the, like the level of that. That would never happen. I never put money on that. Whereas the fact that he can just go into BMX comps, mega ramp comps, normal comps, and actually, like, fuck it up. Like, yeah. Like, actually, like, he's like, th- is it three gold? Yeah, he's the first BMXer to ever get three golds in a row on, like, <laughs> and he's, the, and he, he's a scooter rider. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was like this thing, too, where there was like four dudes previously. I can't remember if it was three or four. Maybe it was two. I don't, I'm kind of talking about my ass right now. But they essentially won golds back to back yeah so they won like two years consistently but then they always didn't get the third year and it was like this curse yeah and ryan williams comes in and like breaks the curse (laughs) i'm like straight up like dude he's he's crazy for that but he's like not the only one either no it's like we got jordan clark that (laughs) exactly i was talking to a few other a few people and i don't think there's any bmxer in the entire world who can flip drop on a bmx bike as good as jordan like, he just jumps so high, and he has such good muscle yeah. memory from scootering that, like... Yeah, it's insane. Like, the fact that he can just hop, like, even on mountain bikes, like, he can... I think he's inwarded a mountain bike and stuff. Like, it's it's silly. Like, the stuff he can do, like, especially, like, he was riding the airbag on his bike, so he did, like, seven double whip on a bike. And it's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- how are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like, he was winning. He's won, like, MTB comps and stuff. It's crazy. It is crazy. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Do you ever jump on a bike? Yeah, yeah. I like I was I bought a bike and I gave it to my brother to fix up, and then that just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I still need to uh, still need to get one. What's the most impressive thing you've done on uh, a bike? Like a double whip. Really? Yeah. Damn. Like, I can like I can flare an oppo flare as well. Okay. But like I haven't had like pro- like I used I rode bikes for like six weeks when I was younger. I did I got flips and stuff. But it was like uh yeah, like I just haven't had any recent like recently I'll I'll hop on it for like a minute. I won't really do yeah. anything. Yeah. What's attracted you so much to riding a scooter just over the years? Like what what about a scooter and scootering? Maybe it's the culture, maybe yeah, it's I think, I think that's it. I think it's the community. Like yeah. it's just sick. Like yeah. Like even if I didn't I thought even if I had to stop riding, I don't think I'd leave the scene. Like, it, like, yeah, it's crazy. What about the scene do you really like? Everyone's we all- just chill. Like, you, obviously you have some knobheads, but most people are just like, like they, there's like a mutual respect between scooter riders for each other. And it's mm-hmm. just cool to see. Like everyone's just, yeah, it's just sick. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely... I feel like one of the most beautiful things in my life for sure is just the presence of so many great individuals that make up the scooter community. Yeah. It's it's truly like I feel like 
or any other community I've ever seen. I just I feel like it's just so unique and and special. Yeah, for sure. And and it's just so cool because like just real like real talk, it's like I wouldn't know who you were. I wouldn't even like I wouldn't even like trust you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you're just some dude from the UK. But it's like because we have this passion in yeah. common, it's like yeah, yeah it's, bro, come stay at my house. <laughs> whatever. It's yeah, it's, it's so sick. cool. Yeah, it is it's crazy because like yeah, everyone's just like meeting new people is just so cool. Like going to comps and stuff. It is just sick. Yeah, no, it's like compared especially like competitions and stuff, like the crowds and it's just it's crazy. Like it is just it's so good. It's just so cool. Yeah. What has been your favorite scooter contest that you've been to? Is it Extreme Barcelona? Probably, yeah. yeah. Why? It's just Barcelona. Yeah, it's just everything <laughs> like just it's just everything place. attached to yeah. it. Like Barcelona is probably just my favorite place. So the fact that there's a comp there as well, that gives me a reason to be able to go. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah, it's sick. But like outlet. Good shit. Was good shit. Tell me, tell me your impression of Outlet. What did you think about it? It was, it was sick. Yeah, like I just love the whole like best trick format. Like it's just so much less stress than mm-hmm. the normal comp. Like that's my biggest complaint about scooter competitions. Yeah, is like, listen, like we need to have superheroes in scootering. We need to have people that kids can idolize. Yeah, so that way we can inspire the next generation. You know, it's always about getting more people into it. Yeah. And if the people who the kids are supposed to look up to are walking around stressed and not yeah. in the zone to conversate, exactly. then we're kind of missing the entire point. Yeah. You know, it's like these kids, these kids need heroes to look up to and, and the heroes need to be able to be in their best, most talkative state yeah. when the kids are around. And if you're stressed out before a, a contest, you just have a hell of disconnect. Yeah. And it's just like when, but when you, you just have to go with the flow. It's like then the yeah. kids can interact. It's yeah, for sure. It's one of the main concepts behind it. Nah, it's it's cool. Like, and it's just like sick to see everyone just thrown down. Like, it's sick. What's the most stressed you've ever been for a contest? Um, is there one that stands probably, out? Probably this year at Barcelona. Just yeah. like is a like in semis is like the first time I've ever won a comp. So it's like it's your first time at finals. No, no, I I got to final. You got to final, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you won, like you literally. Yeah, the semis. So it's like that was like insane, and then carrying over to the next day, it was like, oh shit! Now now people have some expectations. Normally, it's like I can just chill, like I, like no one's really like. I just say to myself, no one's really like watching, but like in my head that day, I was like, oh, I got first. Like everyone's like expecting something, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it just threw me off a bit. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like it's crazy just watching jordan be so dominant in the scene like i feel like he just has this like little magical bag of tricks where he just can deploy them yeah. and it's like like you half the time you don't even see him doing them in practice he's like he does some of them but then he'll just bang out like a double fronty he has them every shot <laughs> yeah it's insane and it's it's crazy too because it's not like he just does a double fronty it's like i'm gonna do a double fronty land perfectly at the top of transition and like pump it as if i just rolled in yeah every shot yeah. it's like how do you do that? No, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I've seen, like, some comments this year about, like, people are, oh, he does the same stuff. But it's like, he doesn't, for one. Like, he does still does, like, doubles and stuff. But everyone does double flares now. So it's like, you can't, like, it's 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 a crazy trick. And it's good for a comp run. And his comp run this year was just insane. Like, he was hitting the, like, big, like, the biggest gaps in the park that you could hit. 
and he was just flowing everything. He didn't stop. Like, yeah, it was just insane. Like, his comp riding is just unmatched. Like, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone, like, that consistent at doing fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, his double flares are like normal people's flares. Yeah, like, he, he'll, like, say he somehow loses speed he'll still bang a double flare under coping like it's mad like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah he's he truly is just a, a special rider out yeah. there like i think it's just because of how strong he is too like he is just a muscle ball <laughs> he's just this little muscle ball <laughs> that's <laughs> that has like the most intricate muscle memory yeah literally ever yeah like to see him fall off is a rare thing yeah I've never seen him like okay, I take that back. One time when he was trying the triple flare, I seen him like bust his ankle. Yeah, the only But aside from that, I've never seen him like eat shit. Triple fronty on nitro. Yeah, yeah, okay. True. Yeah, he face planted like I thought I was that I thought like it was horrible. Like see him like in a scorpion just sliding. Like that is (laughs) that was fucked. Yeah, yeah. He did do that. To flat as well on like a forty foot gap, like oh jeez, man. Jeez, I've always wanted him to film an edit, like a, like an edit that he really puts everything into. I think he is. I, you yeah. know what? I hope so. I don't yeah. think he is. <laughs> he said he, he said he was. Yeah, and I really hope he does because that shit would be so good, so good. It's just I think what it would take is it would take a guaranteed platform where he's gonna for sure get views. Yeah, you know, it's like why would he? Why would he do? an edit when his Instagram videos do better than yeah. his edit views. Right. Yeah. So it's like, he would ha- need to be guaranteed a place where it's premiered or it's, it's documented. And on top of that is like, I feel like he really just needs a filmer that he really likes Yeah. from their filming. And as just like a homie. Yeah. Like I think, uh, it will be probably end up, I assume it would be Indy Clayson and he's like, like they're like, he's, I think yeah, he's like his team manager, but they're like boys and Indy's so sick at like, like he's got like he's got the eye for filming like he is sick like he knows how to make and edit like not just film clips and put them together like it's a it's something you want to watch it's yeah cool. and then with jordan's riding as well that sh- that would just be next level like the whole thing yeah no jordan is <laughs> he's truly remarkable yeah i feel like no one i feel like he really just came into scootering and just shook up the game i don't mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. Like I remember that year that he he came up and no one knew who he was at all, yeah. and he just won worlds. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know him before that? No. Damn. Did anybody like? <laughs> no, like he. Yeah, it was just like he came out of nowhere, destroyed everyone, and now he's now it's Jordan Clark. <laughs> yeah. Now now it's Jordan Clark. Like what is it four or five? But like. Four official worlds and then plus like I would still classify the world like Barcelona as a worlds this year like but like that would technically be five like that's that's crazy yeah well he's gonna go at it next weekend yeah so that and then he can get seven oh like six and then Argentina as well seven <laughs> I I'm so curious to see how he does it like Havasu skate park yeah. it's gonna be a completely new I feel like playing field than I've ever seen him compete yeah. on before because that park is one concrete, yeah. But two, it's a bowl. Yeah, it's you know, a it's, big bowl. it's a big bowl. So it's, it's like you have to flow, and you really can't push. And I feel like, 
one thing that Jordan has always really done is he's he's been a beast at like back and forth comp runs. Yeah. But at this bowl, it's like you can't really do that. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to like be strategical about how you transfer around. And, yeah, no, uh, it does look like a mad park. Like it does look sick. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jordan's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I think he'll do well. I think I think he'll be able to like ride that park well. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, um, who is your favorite scooter rider, or who's a scooter rider that you really looked up to, at least in in early years of scootering? Like, who was a big inspiration? Obviously, like Ryan, uh, like Ryan Williams. Uh, I'd say currently my favorite rider is probably like Rumet or, or like the Terminator or Matisse. Yeah, Matisse is just is been on one recently, <laughs> and like yeah, like yeah. Like those three, like probably my top at the moment. Like for like wanting, like I would want to watch them ride. Mm-hmm. They're very entertaining. Yeah, I feel like Matisse is so special because he's top notch at flips. Yeah, and but he's also top notch at like grinds and manuals. Yeah. And just to watch all of those tricks be combined together, it's insane. It's, it's, insane. it's just like bro, like, no one else like, can do it. Like the runs he does, it's just like even just one of these tricks is fucked. Mm-hmm. Like he did the. Uh, crook fronty at Barca in a comp run. Yeah. And it's like, sorry? Like, what? And the fakey fronty out of a grind. Like, it was just, it's just crazy to see. Do you think you'll ever start going hard with grinds and bringing all of your crazy kick flips and nothing front scoots and wildness I just like going high. to two grinds? I just like going high. Like, yeah. I do enjoy, like, I enjoy, like, I'd say on the street side of things, like nose manuals are like my favorite thing. Like probably just as much as going high. But like, yeah, like I do enjoy like riding the street or like grinding and stuff, but like I just like going big on boxes. It's just fun. Like it's my thing. Like I yeah. like it. Do you think that your local skate park when you were growing up as a kid impacted you, your riding in that way? My local skate park, you could not go big. No, <laughs> like it was like a th- like every like the biggest court was like six foot, but then it was like the box was like a three foot metal. Like it was bad, like sketchy as fuck. Like the like the the transition would like stick up from the ground, and yeah, that wasn't that was yeah that was a weird park. But what like, that was my only park I rode for like four years when I started. Well, what transformed you from being at that park to who Thank you are now? Um, I think when, because there was an indoor that opened in where I lived in Norwich, which is that uh, called Charge Unit, which is uh, now Delta 4, which my brother owns. But um, yeah, like. Your brother owns a skate park? Yeah. No way? Yeah, it's so sick. <laughs> Damn, but go on. Yeah, um, so yeah, like they opened an indoor there, and then pretty much from there, I just started being, I had the, I was able to go big, like as big as I wanted. Like it was, it was sick. Like. And because it was an indoor as well, I could go there in the winter, everything. Because, like, when it was an outdoor, it was, like, September to, like, March is, like, unrideable. It's, like, <laughs> so it's, like, it was it's, it was sick. That is sick. That's cool. Just tell me about your brother's skate park. I don't even know. Is he a yeah. scooter rider? No, BMX. Okay. Yeah, so we started riding BMX together when I first started. And then I just, like, went towards scootering. But, yeah, um, it was, so that was, like, the first indoor me and him started riding when we were younger. And then... He like he used to work there and stuff, and then the previous owner was trying to sell it for ages, I think. And then I think he just gave up trying to sell it, and he basically just, basically like it was like he had to pay obviously, but it was like way less. And then he only had to take on like the lease or whatever. 
But yeah, it's sick. It's crazy. It's like mad that my brother owns it, like an indoor. It's crazy. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't go there too much just because it's like like three hours away. Mm. But when I do go, it's always a good session. Where is it in the UK? Uh, Norwich, uh, like the east. Like, uh, yeah, like Norwich, Norfolk. Okay. Damn, that's sick. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. That's really cool. I feel like one funny thing about like... Corby, like your local, the the one that you go to the most, is I feel like a lot of people that don't live in the UK or go to the UK think that it's like close to London. Nah. But it's just in the middle of nowhere. Literally, like it's just a little town. It's like two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours up from London. It's quite easy to get to from London for like somehow, like the train station is absolutely tiny and there's like one platform, but it goes straight to London. So it's like pretty, pretty uh, handy. Oh yeah. But yeah, like I think I think just because everyone sees everyone riding them, they assume it's all really close together. But it's, it, everything's still pretty spaced apart. But that's kind of how it is in America, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, I hear all the time, you even said it, you're yeah. like, oh, I thought this thing at this Woodward was at this Woodward, yeah, you know? And yeah. it's like, no. <laughs> that's 2,000 miles away. <laughs> Sorry. But, so, you live in, like kind of a boring town i mean obviously adrenaline alley is the yeah. sickest but what do you what do you do outside of scooter yeah there's not much like if i'm doing something i'm normally not in corby like there's not much to do there like even just like activity wise like there's not even a in bowling like it's, <laughs> it's 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 like it's not it's not that great like they just keep building houses and they don't actually build anything for that like there's no like nothing like all these people are moving there it's like, what? They, why? <laughs> what are they doing out there? Unless you're riding that skate park, I don't know why you're here. Yeah, for real. I feel like, yeah, if you're in action sports, great. You're you're in heaven. But like, if you're, but still, it's like, there's just nothing there. It's like yeah. you got a grocery store and like, yeah, Samuel Lloyd's. <laughs> and that's about it. Big up the Samuel Lloyd's. I love Samuel Lloyd's. That's Weatherspoons is like that's like British culture, like. Used to like the Samuel Lloyd is like one of them. Like it's just like a chain of, uh, and they're all Weatherspoons. What's so? Is it Weatherspoon a chain? Yeah. Or is, so, yeah, so is it a brand? Yeah. And then all of the like Samuel Lloyd is just the name of that pub. And then it's like, so it's like a franchise. Mm, yeah. No, I, I, Good shit. I was, I think I was telling you about it earlier. Like whenever I go to that place, it's like the best meal ever. I think because I'm so exhausted <laughs> yeah. from Adrenaline Alley and I'm so nah, deprived from food. Bad, yeah. <laughs> And then also, it's like I've had such a good day. Like yeah. my dopamine levels are <laughs> way through, like through the roof. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, this food's hella yeah. good. And I don't know, if it, I don't even know if it's that good, yeah. but it is, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's probably is good. Weatherspoons is good food, and it's cheap. It I, is, yeah. yeah. I remember I was so stoked. It was it was one of the Scoot Fest events, and I just remember like everyone from Scootering was inside of that place, <laughs> just like having a good time. That's sick. I wish they still did Scoop Fest. Yeah, I know. It was such a good event. And it was just like everyone was there. And like n now that I live so close to Adrenaline Alley, they don't do any events there. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I haven't like, seen any comps there or anything nah, recently. The last one I can think of is that like the virtual action space thing where it's like there was just riders. There was no like crowd. Like That's the last thing I can think of. The scoot yeah, event. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've done a few like there was Scoot Jam, which is but that's like t uh, targeted towards like kids and uh, like uh, intermediate riders. So it's not, it's not, it's not got like a pro category. But that's mm -hmm. like the last one that was there. But other than that. Were you in that action space comp? The action nah. space invitational? Were you even there? No. Nah. 
I haven't really been. I haven't really done anything with action space before. I mm. just never been that, involved. That competition was sick. Clayton and I went out to it. Um, yeah, and it did look it. It was very proper. Yeah, it was very like. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing stuff from like Dylan saying it was like the best comp, like the best stru- like structured comp he'd ever ridden. I think what it was is it really just it like ensured that the riders were like hydrated, yeah, okay. fed, there on time, yeah. In a nice room. It was like all of the expenses were kind of c- accounted for. Yeah, no, that is good. And I feel like that's that's part of a like a big headache point oh. with like normal competitions yeah. is like yeah, for sure. on top of you have to do your best run and you can't mess up <laughs> and you're stressed about that. Yeah. It's also like you're also in a shitty hostel. It's like you know? ages away. Yeah. It's like, and it's, yeah. It <laughs> it's like now you have to figure out the instructions <laughs> to get there. You show up, and then it's like, oh, well, that adventure's over. Now it's time to <laughs> scooter to my best self. Yeah. You know, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's... No, that is a sick thing, though. I think, like, having that professional, like, the professional side of it is very important. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way that Scoofest was had a lot of value. I feel like it's something that it tapped into potentially something more than scootering and maybe some like primal human like characteristics because a big part of like, I feel like tribal human characteristics that are instilled in all of us is Mm -hmm. the idea of having like a tribe or a team, you know? And it's like that team, team dynamic. It's like, that's why team sports are universally so popular around the world. It's like, you have this group of people, not really like one person's the emphasis, but it's like you have a group of people and then you have a larger group of people who are supporting the group. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and and I think that there was something special to Scoot Fest because they had the team, you know, it was like yeah. team district, yeah. team ethic, team whatever. And it was like you as a as a spectator got to get behind your favorite brand. Yeah, it was cool. And it was it gave the opportunity for riders to to bond with their team yeah, exactly. in a competitive yeah. way. Cause I feel like companies all the time make like sweatshirt or like jerseys and all this stuff, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. what are those jerseys really for? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. y'all aren't on like, like a team, you yeah. know, it's like, it was quite cool. The, I think the, not like the last one I did, they did like countries. Mm-hmm. It was like where they announced USA had won, but they hadn't, that was a hot shit show. That was mad. But yeah, like that was cool. Cause it was like, it was like, especially because it was in the UK and then they had the UK team. It was just crazy. Like, it was so cool. Like, Mm -hmm. especially like, say it was, say it was here this time, you'd have had like, you'd have had the Americans going for the Americans, the English for the English, like just cheering. Like, it's cool because it's like, and then but even the other way with sponsors, like just that team dynamic is just cool. Like it, it just feels more official. Mm -hmm. One thing I was talking about with Clayton is like, it's like it'd be cool to have a contest series where you there was a team involved. Yeah. And there was a variety of different obstacles or like courses. Yeah. That ranged from like very street to like very transition based, yeah. you know? And it what it would do is it would force companies that entered it to actually have a diverse team. Yeah. So it forced companies like tilt for example to like have a top end park yeah. rider you know and then it forced companies like apex like they already have this now but like yeah. a top end street rider mm-hmm. and it'd be cool because you'd really see kind of a a shift in the products as well yeah and i think it would 
break down a lot of the walls between like park and street. Cause I feel like that's like, it's like a division in scootering. That's like not necessary. Yeah. No, I d- yeah. That, that's the only thing that like annoys me about scootering is the whole park versus street. Mm-hmm. Cause most people don't care, which is the way it should be. But some people are just like, they, they just hate for no reason. Like, just because someone has a smaller deck, they're like, "Oh fuck you!" Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like what? Yeah, <laughs> like they they want like they they're doing park tricks. Like they're not gonna ride a seven wide deck. Like it's just like it it goes both ways as well because it's like street like like big decks are suited towards rails, smaller scooters are suited towards ramps. Yeah, <laughs> like sure you can ride a big scooter on ramps, but no one's doing like triple like a triple overhead on a seven wide. Yeah, it's the the extra standing space is unnecessary. Yeah. But like for, for street riding is perfect. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the fact that there's that division is just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like we don't ride, like we ride the same, like we ride the same thing, like get over it. <laughs> it's just weird. I think a big part of it, um, is, is kids looking for identities. And oh, okay. I think that a big part of being a kid is figuring out who you are. I mean, I guess that's a big part of life, right? Yeah. Regardless. But I feel like when you're a kid, it's even more prevalent. It's like you have to obtain these qualities that put you into a group of some sort, you know? Yeah, and I know I, what you mean. And I think that's like a big reason why kids get into scootering. You know, it's like they get into scootering because they identify. They can, they can be like, this is my tribe, yeah, yeah. you know? And then I think once you're in the tribe, you realize that there's other tribes, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like, now you have to choose. And it's not until, like, you get to the top of those tribes and to the top tribe where you realize, like, damn, all the top riders are just, like, friends. Like, yeah. it really doesn't <laughs> matter if you're Parker Street. Like, yeah, it just matters that literally. you ride a scooter. Because yeah. it's all like, all, like, I feel like the, the tension and... and back and forth is all just like little kids yeah you know yeah. and then if it is adults it's like ah oh, you guys just don't get it like yeah yeah, yeah it's, it is strange because it, it's just like yeah we're all riding the same thing like get over it i just i feel like it's i'm just so curious where that even like rooted from like where did park and street because i feel like in skateboarding sure you have like street I feel like bmx versus like bowl or we came from because i'm in bmx you have a very, like, i feel like you have a very clear division mm. whereas like skateboarders like they ride street and park a mm-hmm. lot like so like some people obviously like separate but like you couldn't tell a skateboarder by looking at them whether they rode street or park like their style and stuff mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. their board but like bmx and skewer and you can see like you can it looks different to watch like them do their like do tricks mm-hmm. so i think it's just yeah as you say the whole identity thing people want that identity to be specific to a niche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the cultures behind the two are very interesting as well. I feel like, I feel like the competitive side with the park riding is so interesting. Like you don't have street riders ranking each other. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. it's like, Oh, I'm you'll, you'll, you'll see little kids. Like I'm the best in, yeah, I got second place in junior intermediate. In, Look at me, I'm the best Denmark. here. Like it's a random. Yeah, like country, in yeah. Denmark, yeah. and and I feel like that's just does not exist in like the street riding. But yeah. then like I'm, but I'm just trying to think of like what is the equivalent in street riding because they definitely do compare themselves in like some capacity. 
I have no idea, though. No, I, couldn't, I couldn't think. I think it's... I think the whole competitive side of scootering is, is just fascinating and the culture behind it. And I think it's so much just driven by, like, parents. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, parents that will, like, push their kids to do competitions. Have you ever seen any parents, like, go crazy trying to make their kids, like, train and shit? Yeah, like, you'll see it and it's, like, the kid's, like, cr- st- standing there crying because they don't want to do something. Like, just do it. And it's, like... Fucking hell, mate. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Let the kid have some fun. Like, bloody hell. It's a yeah, because you're a coach at Adrenaline Alley. You yeah, see that, huh? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, it's just weird. It's like, stop being so insecure. Just, like, let the kid ride. Like, he doesn't have to be a fucking world champ within two weeks of riding a scooter. The, my favorite story of that is there was a point when, like, Rocco Piazza was being, like, pressured hard yeah. by his mom. Yeah, she'd, like, make him go and ride. To, no, to to to. Be the youngest kid to ever do a double backflip. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, bro, double backflips are like, like if you don't know how to do them yeah, and you don't do them yeah. often, they're like a, a very risky and very kind of just full send trick. Yeah, like, for sure. You're not going to like, oops, I accidentally landed a double flip, you know, and I feel like some tricks are kind of like that. Yeah. And I just remember him, he was like crying and he just tripping, but he was like a little kid. Yeah, like, I don't blame him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you get up there and do the double yeah. flip. It's like, <laughs> even just do one. Like, it, it's just, yeah, it's weird. Because, yeah, most of them don't even ride themselves. They're just, they assume it's easy. So they're like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. It's like there's this whole realm to scootering that parents don't get yeah, where it's 100%. like, it's like, yeah, it's about like landing the click trick clean, but like also like sending the trick is really scary. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. No, it's, Scootering culture is so funny when you really get into it. I just, I feel like that's one of the, the the next biggest things that needs to happen in scootering is, and I think that up until this point, it's kind of been been kind of unavoidable, unavoidable. But there's enough scooter riders getting to an age now where we can actually start being like, no, listen, we got this. You know, it's like we can structure yeah. this now. We're old enough. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and I'm I'm excited to see like what that's going to bring to scootering in the next like 10 years, you know, cause we've seen from 2010 to I'll just say 2020. Um, we saw like a very heavily parent influenced scootering world, Yeah, for sure. but now it's like all the scooter riders are 10 years older, you know, and it's like all of the 15 year olds are now 25. And, and it's, I'm, I'm just curious how that's going to impact the future, the future landscape of scootering, you know, yeah. like, I do know what you mean. Like, I think it'll be good because obviously you say as people get older and they've got that, all the experience that like from riding and stuff, it will make for a, like almost a smarter community of like competitions. So it's like, they'll be run better. They'll be like, people understand how to run things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before, like say 10, 10 years ago, I doubt comps were ran by scooter riders. They're going to be run by some old guy that has no idea what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. It, it'll be much better, I think. I think what's going to happen is, like, we saw, we saw like, the initial boom in scootering. Like, I, I went over this whole thing in the the banquet presentation at Outlet, where basically the, the timeline of, of from 2000 to 2010 was, like, the early primitive years of scootering. There wasn't much aftermarket. Then 2010 to, like, 2015, we saw, like, the 
the introduction of aftermarket parts and like yeah. completes and all this. 2016 came around. It was like a whole new world because there was like now YouTubers and teams and yeah. and then from that point to now, it's like we've kind of seen like a super major incline to kind of a plateau. And then from there, it's like I think we were kind of like getting over like we, we peaked and we're going down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think that the next wave that we experience in scootering big. is going to be massive. And I think what's going to make that wave so sick is there are so many problems in that first initial wave. And I think most of them was because of the parents. Yeah, I think most of them were, were trying to have a landscape and scootering that was like equal outcome. You know, like they wanted every kid in there to like walk away with the participation trophy yeah. on top of like um, trying to turn scootering into a rendition of a sport that already exists. Yeah. And I feel like the next wave of scootering when it's like, nah, this is just by scooter riders for <laughs> scooter riders. That's, what's going to make that next wave. Just yeah, like for shit. tsunami for over, sure. Tsunami over everything we've seen in the past, you know. I'm excited for that. I think that it's been necessary to like kind of filter out the bullshit brands. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, because there's I think there's a lot of those that's just like they'll buy cheap parts, sell mm -hmm. them for cheap, for kind of not. <coughs> so it doesn't like yeah, just like just it's just shit because it's like there's so many companies that like put so much effort into their parts. And then you mm -hmm. have one company that sells better and they literally have ordered it off Alibaba. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's, it's, it's kind of annoying mm. how many there are. Yeah. It's definitely frustrating when I go to the skate park and I see like, oh, that's a district. Oh wait, that's not a district deck. That's a <laughs> yeah. X, you know, it's like, come on now. You know, it's like the fact that we have like these, these molded pre-existing just decks that you can just yeah. buy and slap any brand logo yeah, on it's just mad. like damn it yeah, it kind of ruins the whole like it just kind of ruins it mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited to see what the innovation of scootering looks like in the future yeah, definitely do you think park riders will ever ride six wide standard like because we were talking about that last night right at one point like four or five was like it yeah. For park and street. Yeah. And then five wide came out. On I, think, I think as long as it's light enough, it's a possibility. But until we figure out a way to, because like, I don't think it'd be too heavy, but like a six wide. And it's like, because it's bigger, it's got that like, even if it's not too heavy, it's still got the weight, like mm -hmm. almost like it's got that like momentum. So it's like certain things would just, yeah, I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it will be standard for everyone i think you, most people will still be on like the five 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 sort of thing yeah i think five five is like the like a good it works like it works but mm -hmm. like a kid that's like 12 or 13 isn't going to be able to do as much stuff on a five five yeah so just it's one of those progression things as you get older you move up in size yeah it'd be sick if somebody won a world's run on a six wide like park do you see? Did they were always, you know, uh, the court. We had the court open. Jordan got podium, and he was riding a four five in the street comp. Really? Yeah, he's riding a four five deck because he. he uh, I can't remember. He wasn't. He didn't have his five wide. It was. It was sick. That's hella funny. Yeah. Like he went to street comp on a four five. That's beast. And got, and got podium. That's beast. <laughs> Big time. Bro, that double backflip he did over that transfer was 
unbelievable. Yeah, it didn't look real when he first did it. It's like I don't know how he doesn't turn either because he's literally going like fully side diagonal. Like the gap, it, it was not like it big. Like just jumping is a bit scary. Did you get any tricks over it? I didn't. No, I didn't. I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think it was like. I didn't think because obviously I was practicing for the comp as well. Yeah. But like I didn't look at it and think, yeah, I'll do some like a trick over that gap. Jordan's like, yeah, double flip, yeah. Like he comes up before and he's like, do you reckon I got out? It's you, probably. Yeah, bro, you got this, man. <laughs> I love getting Jordan hyped yeah, up, man. Yeah, there was a time yeah. when Clayton and I were at Woodward and we literally just like amped him up to go do a triple flare. And he just stood up and he's like, all right, right now, let's go. And I just remember he showed up to the, like, the hangar and or like the, the lot eight. And uh, not lot eight, cloud nine. We were in cloud nine and, and uh, he, it was like, he did like three double flares and it was just like, all right, I'm ready. And just like the next one he did, he just tried. It was That's like insane. All right, bro. Hell yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, it was also him. He did 540 flare bar bar first to like get warmed up. And then he did like 540 flare downhill. And then he did a bunch of double flares and then sent the triple flare to flat. Oh, my yeah, it just blew God. up. Yeah. Oh. But I feel like if he wasn't riding that stupid grit deck, he actually, like, would have landed it. Yeah, because he, he, I think, like, every time he tried it, he broke his scooter before. So it was, like, it, it was, like, hard. Because if, if he tried it, he might not have a scooter then. So I think it was one of those things. And he, obviously, if you're trying it, you want to be able to know that you're going to roll away and your scooter's not just going to snap. There's not going to be very, you're not going to have much confidence if you think, all right, I can get this around, but my scooter might not last. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a weighing factor that wouldn't be chill. <laughs> not at all. Hell Yeah. Is there anything that you really want to see from scootering in the future? Something that, like, in 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 a dream world, you would want to have scootering accomplish as, like, a, a whole? Just, like, I think, like, the big sponsors. Mm -hmm. like, like Nike, Adidas, all that. Like, yeah, I think that would be... Because that's just, like, that's when you, a sport's official. Like, we've got, like... There's just not really any big companies that associate themselves or sponsor the events. And it's like, it's kind of a shame because it's like, it's, it's like, why? We get more, we like pretty much get more like eyes on our sport than most of them. So it's, it's weird that they wouldn't. But I think that, and, and it would give opportunities for like riders to just be set. Mm -hmm. Like they wouldn't have to worry about working. They're just set. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. I feel like that's such a, Prominent dream for so many yeah. scooter riders. I, know, I see it seemed like a cop out answer, but it was definitely it's definitely one of the bigger things that it would just be sick. It all comes down to turning scootering into an entertain, entertaining medium. Yeah. Once we do that, it's game over. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. This has Should been we? a great conversation That's with you, Jack. Sick. I feel like there's a lot of kids out there that look up to you. And there's a lot of kids that are inspired by what you do on a scooter because you're always breaking ground. So I feel like they're going to be stoked to hear your words. And, <laughs> and yeah. But I hope I made sense. <laughs> you made sense to me. I lost the track on a lot of things, but yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, well, thank you guys for watching. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace out.